Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. It is time once again for another episode of Life Uncloseted. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. And as you know, we always come into this show with lots of beautiful coming out stories and challenges people have had, even if some of those challenges just scare the crap out of you. In fact, sometimes there's so many things that happen in our life that scare us the most that we get frozen and we don't know what we're going to do. But I want to encourage you to know that you can walk through this stuff, even if you feel scared. And before we dive into the podcast, just a reminder, if you are feeling a little bit scared, you're not sure what's next, hop on over to rickclemens.com. Go to lifeuncloseted.com and you'll find a little bit of help to help you through some of these challenges. You can even discover what it looks like and what's holding you back from living your unapologetic life. But if you're feeling really scared and you've said, this really scares me the most, I want you to know that today's guest, who is a music artist, he has just come out with, and if you haven't kind of picked up on this, he's come out with a new song and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you might figure it out real quickly. His name is Trent Park, and he is going to share with us here on National Coming Out Day a little bit of his story about his music, about what it feels like to feel like sometimes you are just that one or two people in a crowd that suddenly everybody knows you're different. So I'm going to shut and zip my lips and welcome Trent Park to the Life Uncloseted podcast, man. So Trent, thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks so much, Rick, for having me. This is great. The show is now yours. I just shut up and you just kind of tell your story and you, you take it. I mean, right. You're used to being on stage singing all this sort of stuff. But, um, I'm this is what scares me most. Yeah, this is what scares me most. Okay, so there's the name yeah, of the song. Talking right? about my yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is, isn't that interesting how talking about ourselves is like, everybody freezes up. It's like, oh no, it's easy to talk about other people, you know, and you know, but then when it comes to ourselves, it's really scary. So it's um, so scary. Why is that for you? There's like, I, I heard from a data pool, I don't know if this is true or not, but like the two most scariest things for people is death and talking in front of in people, mm-hmm, public. Mm-hmm, yep. So that's, I definitely, I definitely have that, but I got to overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it is interesting. And I actually coach people. Uh, I, I'm a coach for speakers as well. And it's so interesting because even some of the best known speakers that I know, they're like, yeah, I'm scared every time I walk out on stage. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've yeah. seen you. you, you know, seriously, what, what's up with that? But um, so let's kind of just dive into, you know, here we are, National Coming Out Day. And um, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that are probably like literally saying it scares me the most to even think about coming out. So what scared you the most about taking that step and finally saying, hey, here's who I am. and no matter what I'm, I'm going to start sharing it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's been it's such a loaded, um, uh, journey for me because I come from upstate New York, uh, Syracuse. Um, it has like a small town feel. It's, it feels like it's 10 years behind everything else that's happening in the world. 
especially based in LA now, I, I could see the difference. But uh, yeah, I grew up in, you know, I grew up to, uh, I'm a black Mexican uh, in a predominantly like uh, white school that I was growing up in. There was not a lot of gay people um, that I knew. Um, and my parents are pastors and they still are pastors in Syracuse. Shout out to New Beginnings. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, there's this whole layer of kind of identity finding for me because I'd never had a clique that I really fit in um, throughout my entire life because there was no one really like me in actual sense. Like I was, yeah. you know, a mixed kid. Um, I didn't necessarily fit in with um, too many black people because they said I talked too white. Um, I didn't talk, fit in with like my Mexican folks because I didn't really talk Spanish really well because I was in a predominantly white school in the beginning. So we didn't speak Spanish and it was just all these different layers of things. And I was really concerned about, I became quickly concerned about how, how I was perceived by other people simply because I had this ambiguity. Um, right. growing up, I was straight passing. So people, there's some people that would kind of be curious about me, some people that wouldn't necessarily know. Um, so I had this like ambiguity within myself and what even what people, how people saw me and felt about me. Mm -hmm. So growing up in that, it was just like terrifying because, you know, I, I, I had like all these cards I could play and I didn't know, like I had to kind of like code switch to people. Um, and uh, I really wanted to like educate myself as much as possible and like try to be like, maybe I'll be the smartest and that didn't really work out in school <laughs> or maybe I'll be funny and that was really awkward and I tried sports. I did all these different things and trying to fit in with all these different types of people. And uh, it was just for me, like I came out so late in terms of like fully for my parents. It was like mm -hmm. way late in my story. Um, earlier on to other people, but I just was so concerned about, you know, my close family and friends and, you know, that kind of scenario. So that was kind of scary. It is scary. And for those that are listening on this day or any day that they listen to this podcast, but it, the scariness is sometimes it's the scariness of how you have to show up, regardless of whether it's the color of your skin or because maybe you don't speak enough Spanish or because you don't talk enough black or you're gay but you don't want mm -hmm. it the scariness is how we perceive it within our own mind and i think mm -hmm. the beauty that begins to show up is when we realize that the scariness a lot of times and i'm not saying 100 percent of the time but a lot of times is what we create yes there's mm -hmm. external scariness too which is a different ball game altogether but i know for me and i like you i I came out late in life and I thought, Oh, I'm so late to the game. It's so interesting because I coach men out of the closet and I have guys that are like 50 years old coming out and they're like, I'm so late to the game. And then I'll have somebody that's like 70 years old and they're like, I'm so late to the game. And then suddenly I'm coaching a guy that's like 24 and he's like, I'm so late to the game. And I just want to bitch slap him. Like, Girl, <laughs> it's not even close. You know? All right. But, um, but it, but again, it's so, such a beautiful thing because it's our own perceptions that makes it really scary. So once you realize that the scariest thing probably, or one of the scariest things you had to do is coming from a family with two pastors. Once you realize that was probably going to be one of the scariest moments is talking to your parents 
what started to happen for you once you realized I am walking through this door? Was it like, okay, the relief is a, now it's done or was it still like, okay, but is there some bigger stuff yet to come? What was kind right. of for you? I mean, I had, it, it's colored in a lot of different ways because right on the cusp of me. So right when I was walk going into my thirties is when I decided to come out and it literally was like the night before my birthday. And my music, I think, scared me most, like maybe was about to come out uh, like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking this identity of like, you know, I really want to be, um, I don't want to walk in with this in my 30s with the same battles that I was facing in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ready to face bigger battles um, for me to be equipped for the next season of my career and my personal life and emotional life. I really need to um, face this um, head on so I could walk into a new battle per se in my thirties and I'm equipped for it and I'm stronger and I have bandwidth and ammunition against it to, you know, focus in on my career. So yeah, it was literally like a call the night before my birthday and I was walking to get a coffee and uh, my parents called and it kind of just came out. And I'm like, I can't, you know, I've, I've wore this for too long. And it's just, you know, I had, I want to be transparent in my life and my career because my music is really coded with sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, always my lyrics always have, you know, triple meaning based on how people hear or the season that they're in in life. And people were always curious of like, Oh, even the happy song, happy pop songs that you write. Cause I started it as, you know, in music as a writer and producer for other people. So like there's this tint of sadness. And I think it's always been because, you know, my true self was never been able to be full because I respected, you know, my family and friends. So after I, my close family and friends of like, you know, the, my, the, the fact of the matter is my parents being pastors and growing up in like a very 10 year behind culture, the last thing I wanted was, for them to get reprimanded saying that their faith is not strong enough you have a gay son that was a whole level of me and i was you know i was really worried about you know if people leave the church that's their finances and all this kind of stuff so i had this like deep layers of if i come out it could equal something that's not it's not just my life it's theirs but i i really wanted to respect them and and let them be able to be part of um, my life and their life because since I'm part of their life and when I did said it they were very open and loving and they're just amazing people and I look up to them and um, from then on that night after after that conversation I got Korean barbecue <laughs> with a couple friends and I was like it just felt you know like a, a weight lifted but not like right away it was just like right. this soft lift and I, and I felt confident, like, okay, now when I go into this music, you know, I don't have to pretend, uh, you know, because I, I, I'm in a lot of writing camps with people and they're like, oh, yo, that chick's like mad hot. I'm like, I don't want to pretend anymore. I'm like tired. And I just want like, you know who I am and, you know, and, and it's what it is. And kind of going into this, this uh, journey of being an artist, I'm like, you know, I don't. I don't need to be loud with whatever I am, but I need to be who I am. And um, there's different levels of 
being uncloseted. Some people do it in a dramatic way. Some do it very silent. Some don't even tell each tell anyone. But the the cognitive choice of coming out and living your truth, you know, it doesn't need a response from anyone. Like it's it's you coming out and you being that person and how people perceive you is sometimes none of your business. Yeah. The pretending piece it, is so it's so big and it's so mm-hmm. heavy. And yeah. for many people, I don't know that that hits them until the moment that they're really ready to walk through the door. They're like, this just feels so, such a burden. And I'm like, yeah, pretending to be something is really heavy. In fact, that's one of my key quotes that I have come up with when I speak on stage. And the quote is, the truth of who you are is far mm-hmm. more powerful than the false truth that you're pretending to be. And so true. it's, it's one, of, one of the key cornerstones that I think can really help anybody who's listening today about the thoughts of coming out while it seems really heavy to come out and it's, it can be. And a lot of times it's really heavy. And then there's the lucky ones that like, yeah, I came out my parents turned to me and said, well, we knew we were just waiting for you to come out, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's like, okay, well then, you know, could y'all just kind of said something like years ago, so to speak, but it's this heaviness that we stand there with. And I try to help my clients when I'm working with them understand that, is it heavier to carry the pretending or is it heavier to walk into the truth? And for some it's mm-hmm. heavier to walk into the truth, mm-hmm. but on the other side is where hopefully even in the worst case scenarios, you release the heaviness. Now you may be confronted with a whole new heaviness because then suddenly nobody likes you, blah, blah, blah. But I often feel, and what you just said was so powerful, you know, I don't want to be sitting in these writing studios and go, and yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to write about, you know, some chick turning me on because it ain't happening, you know? Yeah. Um, But to be able to be that truthful, what's the greatest thing that you found now by just coming forward? Because I know this was all around the time the song came out and everything. And you're like, okay, I can't do it. And I can totally relate to this, man, because I got it was some years later after I came out, but I got, I was on the Ricky Lake show, her second show, right as it launched. And I'm like, okay, there's some truth telling I got to do with some people before I go on this show, because I was operating under the auspices that this could get ugly on her show, (laughs) you know? And um, I'm like, you know, I need to make sure we're good. But as you came through this, what have you found on the other side that's been better for you? I mean, there was coming through this other side, I feel like there was um there was there was indeed a loneliness prior to this, right? Like even if I, I cuz like I tried to be popular and I got a lot of friends and I you know, I tried to code switch around certain people so I melt and made them feel certain comfortable and my biggest worry of coming out was like, well what if I lose these friends or what if I lose these people around me? And the, the, the scenario that I came up with is like, just because I have these people around me, I still feel this loneliness, right? Because no one could resonate with who I am because I'm not being transparent. Mm-hmm. So coming on, the, on this other side, yes, I may fa- face loneliness, but 
you know, it's twofold on the other side. So I rather, I was like, I'm never, I'm not gonna leave this world without being my true self and honest with myself and, you know, vulnerable. And that's really, really hard as a person and it's hard as an artist because a lot of artists don't come out because, you know, the music that I'm doing um, isn't very flamboyant. It's very, um, it has like a hip hop edge, trap edge, sad boy kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of people listen to it and they're like, oh, that's fire. And they're like, what girl you were talking to? And they slide my DMs and I'm like, mm-hmm. funny story. Right. <laughs> but I want that resonation. I want it to resonate with all people. So I try in the beginning before, um, I didn't, I never wrote he or she. I always wrote like a bigger idea. Right. And, and now that I'm past that moment, um, because I do have to like, kind of become a chameleon in these different writing sessions of absorbing into the other artists. Right. And I felt, you know, I've now that I'm kind of past it um, and I've, I've become um, out and me, I'm able to freely translate into different artists personas. Like if I'm writing for a girl, if I'm writing mm-hmm. for, um, uh, you know, like a dance pop, Right. Uh, queen that's doing she's like I want a new thing but I could translate into their artistry fully and unapologetically without feeling like I'm censoring myself before I'm even saying anything mm-hmm. so now that I'm like oh I feel like you know um, I could just I freely can uh, just be myself have the conversation of how I want to be the friends that I have are I have a um, I don't have too many friends. I kind of keep it close and keep it tight. (laughs) But the friends that I have are just so encouraging to my career and who I am as a person and hope that I, they're like waiting till I find the right guy, which I'm hoping for. So if anyone's listening, I was gonna but, say, um, so he just he just did two plugs. <laughs> a he needs friends and B he needs a guy. <laughs> yeah, listen know, to the, yeah, yeah. When, when you listen to song see, and you'll be like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and when you see a picture of him, you'll go, Okay, he's cute. Let's let's see what we can make happen here. So um, <laughs> right. but, uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the song because I think I love the title, scares me most, because for anybody, it can be a lot of different things that scare me most. The fact that mm-hmm. I have to go swim after we get this done scares most people the most when they see me in my Speedo. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those interesting things that what scares us most and kind of what we talked about earlier is can be some of our own stuff, but then there's the reality. So t- bring us into that world of why scares me most came about and... You know, just give us all the dirt, girl. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I got dirt. Here's the inside oh, scoop dirt. on this. So. <laughs> so the funny thing is, like, um, when I wrote it, I was in this like cloud, and now I'm finding like the different reason, the like different meanings of like why I actually wrote this song and what it means to me, um, and like the current version of that interpretation is, um, you know, I wrote this song before I was fully out to a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the song title scare me most, and it's basically about, you know, villainizing love because we see these fairy tales and these Disney stories and they're all about, you know, love being the hero and it's this beautiful thing and everyone's trying to chase it. But for me, it really scared me because if I find love, it's gonna make me the most vulnerable. Um, I'm gonna sacrifice 
you know, I'm, I'm a type of guy that like, I'm like a fight for you, die for you type love, like whatever you need, you know, th that's what it is. And that's, I think that's why I have a few solid friends because to be a real, for me, the definition of friend and to be in a relationship is like, I'm really there for you, but that takes bandwidth. Right. Yep. But, um, the song was literally about like villainizing love and like knowing if I fall in love, there'll be a sacrifice to, um, different relations, friendship relationships that I have. And maybe my, uh, my career could not be as focused in on as much. So I basically within the song, just talk about like, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of ghosts, demons, like put anything in front of me. I'm like, I could kind of bear with it, but if I fall in love, um, which I think I have, um, a couple times and I'm, and it just made me feel just helpless, but mm -hmm. this sense of bliss and it just like, you know, it got me to this other place where I kind of lost the better sense of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what this song is about. It really is about like, you know, wanting love, but being terrified of it. But it's interesting too, Trent, the way you just described this, because it's actually parallel to what happens when we come out of the closet. We so much mm -hmm. want to be loved and we so much want to be have people be there for us and yet in an interesting way there's like this villainizing of being an out person that happens and so part of coming out is like being part of our most vulnerable self we know mm -hmm. we are putting ourselves in a space that's going to be called out it's going to be like put us in an, a whole new world where okay now we're part of that marginalized community and because of what you've done with this song, I love the parallels because it is about a relationship. No matter how you look at it, mm -hmm. scaring you the most is about any kind of relationship that puts you in that vulnerable space because we step Absolutely. out of ourselves and not really step out of ourselves. We take ourselves to a whole nother plane, whether it's, mm -hmm. okay, I'm stepping out to tell you I'm gay or I'm stepping out to tell you I love you and I want to really be deeply in this relationship it puts us in a, a place that for most humans is really scary to be that open because we all fear getting hurt. Absolutely. It's, it's very, you know, that love sense, even like being in the closet, it's like, do I fully love this person and they fully love me because I'm not truly myself. So how could they love me fully? And how I could, how can I love them fully if I'm still in this closet? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when, you're out of it. There's these two different types of love and they're, you know, they're different colors of love, not saying that one in the closet and now the closet is not right. love, but there's a such a certain beauty and confidence within the love after you kind of come out of the closet where it's like, you know, they see me for me and it's not like, you know, like a game or just like anything, you know, like, you know, me for me, I'm out and you still accept that. And I accept you for what it is. And that, that, coloring of of love is just so beautiful it is and even when that love may go the other direction like okay wow i just told you about this and this is who i am and then suddenly they're like well i can't accept that it's still a very beautiful awakening of okay now i really see this person yeah it may not be pretty but okay now i really see this person but 
Martha Beck, who is a life coach, well, really well-known life coach, and she actually was one of Oprah's protégés. She has one of my favorite sayings around all of this. She says, so if I'm pretending to be someone I'm not, and you're pretending to be someone you're not, then we're just in a pretend relationship. And even if that pretending is me to pretending to be someone I'm not, we're still in a pretend relationship because you don't really know me. Right. So what kind of relationship is this? You know, and for those of you that are in this space, regardless of where you are in this journey of, you know, you may just be thinking, I think I might be gay. Okay, cool. Just wherever you are, or you're like, I'm coming out today and I'm kicking the door down, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you've been out for a while and you're still questioning. Just mm -hmm. realize that where you are is where you're meant to be. And, and as you release the pretending, you're going to start to feel more yourself and be more yourself. But that also opens the doorway for other people to show another part of themselves that you may not have seen. I totally agree with that. And also in that moment, like, you know, coming out, you may not have a representation around your environment. Like I know people may be listening and like, you know, the countries of Idaho or, you know, the big cities where, or wherever, where they don't have a representation of visually, you know, okay, I, I see what gay people um, in my town are and I'm not that because I grew up in a place where, you know, there wasn't a lot of gay people. There wasn't a lot of gay professional black people that were, you know, uh, smart, educated, driven, that I was jealous of their careers and their lifestyles. There was not that representation. Now, luckily, through social media, we're able to see, you know, people that are every every shade of gay from, uh, you know, you could be the loudest drag queen, you could be you know, a humble writer that's to yourself inside. You know, there's these different shades of um, personality that are now out. But, you know, a lot of people, they're like, well, in my natural environment, I still don't have that. And, you know, I'm in a, a town or a family, even if it's just a family, to be honest, right. where it's not accepted. But, you know, just know that um, you you create your culture and you create your life and Absolutely. it's a beautiful thing to be yourself and the challenge of being yourself um is supposed to be hard if it was easy <laughs> i wish it was i wish it was more easy but uh i just encourage everyone all the time is just to be your, your your most natural self and even if you're listening and you're not gay but you want you're a supporter and an ally you know just just really reach out to people that are doing art or um, creating or being themselves and you, you have that hint, just really be supportive because it's, it's not the easiest journey to, to be born and then kind of come out again as this new person, you know, so. Exactly. And you brought up something that I, I feel very adamant about is there's all sorts of colors of the rainbow of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. And there is no one yeah. way to be any of those things. And yeah. I get a little frustrated with our own community when they're like, Oh, you're not gay enough. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm I gay got... the way I'm gay. So. Oh my God. That's a whole nother story because yes. you know, like, Oh, you're not, you're not gay enough. I'm only into Latino. Are you Latino? Or are you this, this? Right. And it's just like, yeah, listen, I'm not, I am who I am and what right. it is, what it is. But I think, I I think it's just really important where like, yeah, there's so many shades of gay and don't be intimidated by like, you know, 
I know some people that they're like, well, I don't know LGBTQI. I'm like, I don't know what part I am in that. And just like, don't de- like, you know, definition is what you define it as. And there's no rush and no one should put a label on you besides you. And um, just, you know, be yourself and explore that possibility of identity within everything, within sexuality, within your career. Um, and don't define yourself too early and, and be um, sensitive to your growing so that, right. you know, you, you grow into that definition. Uh, I, I'm such a sassy bitch that somebody will say, oh, you're gay. I'm like, yep, I like dick. Any other questions? <laughs> okay, we're good, right? It's like, we just that, covered that everything. That clears the air pretty quick. And it's yeah. like, that's it. That's about all you need to know. And they're like, you know, and a lot of people are like, I would have never thought you're gay. I'm like, well, I guess you have certain stereotypes you put people in then, don't you? Because I am gay and I like dick and that's about it. So can we move on now? Yeah. You know? um, and that's an educating, of course there's many educating layers to that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many layers. I'm yes. Sure. That's a whole nother show of, well, okay, so what are all the layers of gay? Well. <laughs> episode two. <laughs> episode two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, so as we kind of get ready to wrap it up here, Trent, first of all, I love what you're doing. I love, and you're up, uh, we you. didn't talk, well, we didn't talk about something else. You're, you're doing this independent, right? There's no I'm label behind com- I'm literally solo dolo. Everything I put out from my YouTubes to my visuals, I curate with a great team and community behind me, but you know, it's really, really hard as you, as everyone knows to do everything by yourself, but to be seen within the music art world, you do have to put stuff out consistently and you have to put visuals behind it Mm -hmm. and it costs money. And during COVID it's just like the worst, but I've just been like, I, 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 I use the ashes that I have and I make it beautiful and I put some water in it and I form it to be whatever it is. But yeah, all the visuals that you see on like YouTube that, that are out, um, cause I put a, a, a visual to every song that I do. Like I produce it, I co-produce it, um, with people. I write it, I sing it. Um, I facilitate the mix and master and the artwork and the font and when it's coming out and, put it out on DSPs and yada, yada, yada. That's so awesome, man. Very cool. it's a lot of work, but I'm really, really <laughs> grateful that I'm given both the talent and the patience mm-hmm. to do all of it. Okay. So now we know he needs friends. He needs a man. Yeah. He, needs, he needs some help too. So there we go. <clears throat> We've gone. Full yeah, circle feel here. free to Venmo me. And yeah, exactly. Me. Exactly. So yeah. before we wrap all it up, though, if you were to, want to just leave one more like, Hey, here's my tidbit of advice or, you know, just a little bit of inspiration for somebody who may be in that space of, okay, I'm either starting my journey or here it is national coming out day. And, and, you know, I, I'm thinking through this whole thing, what would be something you'd want to just leave them with? I would, I would besides your Venmo with... account, <clears throat> besides your Venmo account <laughs> number, please Trump park music at Gmail. Yeah. Um, I, I would honestly say, you know, don't let your environment bleed too much into your identity. I think it's very important um, for people, especially empaths like me, and maybe I'm talking to one person out of this that's listening to it because they're weirdos like me, but you know, it's so easy to absorb um, the culture that's happening around you, whether it's um, uh, the insanity of life that's happening right now or your family or the friend's lifestyle that you feel like you have to fit in with um, culturally wise or whatever, but really, you know, 
really praise yourself for who you are and how far you've come at this moment. Um, regardless of the mistakes that you've made, you know, I've, I've, I've done, you know, a lot of bad music, uh, but I really praise that moment. And I'm glad that I was able to, to, to write it and come out with it because the next step is closer to where you want to be. Um, there's no back steps. So regardless of your environment or where you're growing, growing up or doing or your career, just know that the identity that you labeled yourself and other people labeled yourself, you do not have to be confined, um, confined in um, for as long as however it is. That's great advice. You know, it's interesting that you brought that up because this is episode, I don't know, 460 some, something like that of this podcast. And mm-hmm. I remember when, <clears throat> I remember when this one started and um, actually 439 is what this one is. And if you go back, what you all can do <laughs> and listen to episode one, it was all scripted. I was kind of like reading my little script mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and it's very parallel to what we're talking about today. You could script out the greatest, the most practiced way you're going to come out of the closet. Yep. And totally get fucked up. Trust us. Yeah. It isn't going to be anything like you expect. And then you're going to have that moment when you're walking to do something the night before your music's next song's coming out. And it just happens that you have that conversation with mom and dad and boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. Just trust the process and just yeah. trust that you are going to do this the way you're meant to do it. And as Trent said, I love the don't let your environment bleed into your identity. You are who you are. And any mm-hmm. one of us can let our environment cover us up until we take the stand to say, this is me and this is who I'm meant to be. Super true. Well, good luck with everything, man. We will have links to all ways that you can reach out and get the song. We won't have a link to his Venmo. That that is, <laughs> but, but uh, really enjoyed this conversation, Trent. Really appreciate it. I did too. Time. And um, good luck with everything. Keep us posted as the next songs come out. And um, one of these days, you won't need anybody to Venmo you, man. <laughs> I, I I accept that. Very cool, man. Well, thanks again for being here, man. Yeah, thank you. Hey, hey, Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves, and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change your life. In fact, if you really want to change your life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.